Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Oh, um, so tell me about this present. This was so cool. So like Caitlin had texted me like a week or two ago and she's like what's your favorite genre and I was like I mean I think fantasy like sci-fi but like I can read anything she was like okay and like that was it I was just like oh okay like sure (laughs) and then I got this uh, package in the mail it was like all wrapped I like took the photo and like posted it and it had like a little card I like kept the card it's like over there but it had like clues it's called like a date with a book or something oh my gosh I was like this is amazing it came with like an airhead which I was like I haven't had an airhead in like 15 <laughs> years so I was like this is great Sounds delicious. and then like a little like instant coffee thing oh um and then it has like this super cute bookmark which <gasps> is like oh that's so cute I know I was like this is totally my vibe that is exactly your vibe um yeah, and it had, like, this little clue card. It had, like, it was, uh, like, a Romeo and Juliet retelling, a dark yeah. romance, like, enemies to lovers thing. And I was like, <laughs> well, what is this? And I opened it, and it's it's called Feather. I love this. Which, actually, I was, like, look, because I was, like, I obviously have to start reading this. And I obviously. went on to Goodreads to, like, mark that I started. And I was like, oh, it's on my want-to-read list. I was like, oh, it's like they know me. <laughs> That's hilarious how that happens. Yes. So it is delightful. I'm what, loving it. Who's that it. book by? Olivia Wildenstein. Okay. Wildenstein. I'm loving it. It's so it's so delightful. You have delightful. to let me borrow that. I will. Yeah. So I think there's three of them. I don't know if the other ones are out yet, but I think there's three in the series. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So I thought – I was like, that's such a good gift. Such a good gift idea. Yes. Our girl, Caitlin, is so good at giving gifts. You're so really good. good at it, too. Yeah. But, like, Caitlin is so – I love – that was brilliant. I know I was like this is so fun because it's like I've seen it at Barnes and Noble where it'll be like the date with a book thing. right and like it's kind of the people that work there their picks yeah. I guess and they kind of have like themes but I've never like I'm always like skeptical of people that work in Barnes and Noble I know they read a ton yeah I assume they read a ton they do but I don't know I just like, as someone who's a former Barnes and Noble employee yeah their recommendations are usually on point usually but I just always <laughs> like I was always like what if I don't like it and I spend all this money on it yeah which I shouldn't be that way because I buy books all the time that I don't yeah. wind up liking even if I read the back yeah so. but yeah I've never done one so I was just it was so exciting to like get it in the mail I'm like what is this I love this and I wonder what the like intake process was for that like was it just like did Caitlin just put in like your favorite genre or were there like other questions like it's a good yeah I don't know okay we need to look this up more I feel like we should share this um, this like service this gift giving service that Caitlin found yes on the stories because clearly it was such a huge success it really was um so I'm gonna just do a shout out like to the Instagram handle at least um it's at Book Nook by Jesse J E S S I E. Okay. So everybody take a look. Take a look. And we'll post it on our stories too. Yeah. I love this so much. I know. Can we only give these as gifts for each other in the future? <laughs> like we don't need to come up with anything else. Like no. just 
Just book dates. Just book dates. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, speaking of book dates, mm-hmm. you got your new Kindle. I did. How has that been? I haven't started anything on there yet. I have, oh, no. I have like five library books left. Oh, no. And then I got this book. Josh is like, you're reading the new book you got instead of the five library books upstairs? Yes. I was like, yes, I have to read this. <laughs> so I have to finish all those. And then another one just came in the like. Oh, no. I was like, no, I need to finish these. So I'm trying to finish all yeah. these before I buy anything on my kindle that makes sense so. i have been so behind in reading i also have like five or six library yeah. books that i'm trying to get through and i'm failing epically yep. but just because the last few weeks have been insane yes but we're like let's focus i we're know back into the reading <laughs> cycle again yeah but that's exciting i'm currently reading a murder mystery mm. one it's called the book of cold cases okay um i'm only like 50 pages into it so I don't have a lot of context yet but came highly recommended and I was on the library wait list for like ever <laughs> for it so it better be good yeah but we'll get there that's good I I, I know the book day thing is the book I was like, thing this is, is such a good idea it's such a good idea uh, oh uh, what was the other oh yeah I wanted to do a shout out to anybody that hasn't seen this okay. SJM released <gasps> new covers for yes. the throne of glass series yes that are coming out what next February yes so a Valentine's Day gift, she They're said. Beautiful. I'm so excited because I haven't bought any of Throne of Glass, and I was like, I "This is gonna be the perfect time." I'm 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 like salty, I, I'm, but I'm like a little not. salty about it because because I, <laughs> I bought like the boxed set right. when I started going through them, mm-hmm. and I love my box set, but I'm like, do I get a sec? Like, the new covers are so I'm not gonna. They're so much better. Like they are. <sighs> They are like the I weird, know. like, I don't know. The drawings on the original ones are like the, I don't know. I don't like They're the kind of cool, kind of, but like, I know the new ones are a lot better. The so new I'm ones excited. Are so cool. Do I, but see, I've always, and if you're this kind of person, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like I've seen people on book, book talk who will have like four versions of the same book. Yeah. Cause they all look different because they all look different, but I've always, I've always been like, it's the same book. You don't need. I know my, co- my but, minimalist- but now I'm, I'm right. questioning it. <laughs> it is. It's like my minimalistic self is like, no, you only need one copy. But exactly. then it's like, but I'm obsessed. Why wouldn't I have every version of this? That's true. It's, it's like, is this, does this rule go away? For very specific right. books. Because I love that series so much and those covers look so cool. I know. I'm so excited. But I also, okay, maybe this is my compromise is I have I have the current Throne of Glass in paperback. Mm. So maybe I buy the new ones in hardback. That's going to be an expensive series. I know. <laughs> but like maybe that's the, maybe that's, that's how compromise. I like. Or it's like. Make it more acceptable in my brain. You can do all your tabs and stuff. Like, cause you use post-its and sticky notes oh, when you like. Yeah. So when you do like your read through for oh. podcasting, you use the old version and then your new one is just my like new pretty the ones. pretty version. Mm, see, that's another like, great This is work related. This that's is podcasting true. work. That's true. <laughs> if we were getting paid to do this, I would expense oh, I this would shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. But no, those new covers just look, they're stunning. I know. I'm so excited. Stunning. So excited. I like my favorite. I'm just going to call it out real quick. It was the Air of Fire one where you specifically saw like Rowan and spoiler like yeah whatever whatever but it's like you see Rowan in hawk form yes but the reflection shows Abraxas oh I'm so excited that's that's not like a legit spoiler but no. like that is my that I was I looked at that and I was like <gasps> or this or the seventh one with the with the poppy field with the little flower oh. field stop okay done talking about Throne of Glass yes although that is 
like I have been getting so <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying us going through yes. Silver Flames. I'm having such an urge to read Throne of Glass. I know. Oh. Uh, we were. T- I know we talked about doing Crescent City next. And it makes sense to do I know. Crescent City I was City thinking next. the same thing, though. I was like, I really want to read Throne of Glass. I just want to read Throne of Glass. Yes. We'll have Maybe, to reanalyze this. You know what? Maybe we pull. Mm-hmm. Should Ooh. we? Yeah. Should we do Throne of Glass or Crescent City next? This is true. And I mean, we said we wanted to like go series by series, but mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to. We're going to st- I I don't want to keep bouncing. That's but, but yeah. Because if we do Crescent City, then the new the new one should come out, or the new Actar book, or new Crescent City book should, I feel like, come out by the time we finish. I don't know. We will reassess. I know. Throne of Glass is just going to take forever. It is. They are long books. Well, and it's just a lot of books. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I hesitate to do that one next, but I just want to read them. I know. I talk do too. about them. I know. Ugh. Anywho. Okay. God bless them. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is episode eight. We are calling this episode The First Trove. Mm. And we're going to be talking about chapters 30 through 35. Yeah. Um, overall, very intense. Yeah. This was like a very <laughs> exciting set of chapters. Yeah. I whipped out those like yikes themed mm-hmm. stickies again. <laughs> um, great times. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's dive in with chapter 30. Yeah. So summary is Nesta awakens to find Cassian at her bedside. Nesta finds voicing her experience to be cathartic and Reese shares some upsetting news. Mm-hmm. What'd you notice? Um, just the, like Cassian's there for Nesta when she wakes up. It's so sweet. Cause okay. Pause last week. Right. She had that intense silver like, flame nightmare, nightmare thing. thing. So he's there for her. He just like stayed with her all night. I'm like, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Oh, and she just seems to be like able to slightly heal from her fears after she talks about them with Gwen and yeah. Emery. And I was like, this is so good. Yes. So good. Yes. It's like friends are not technically supposed to be your therapist, but like there is like low key therapy and like just talking about your issues with your friends. Yeah. And it's so exciting. She's finally opening herself up to that. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so this chapter starts with Nesta awakening, mm-hmm. right? Because Breeze had essentially, like, mentally beat the crap out of her right. until she passed <laughs> out the night before. Um, but I thought it was really interesting how Nesta, like, viewed that experience. Yeah. So she had said, doo, doo, doo. okay, she said, the dream had been real and not real, and there had been no end to it, no escape, until a familiar male voice had said her name. And the terror had stopped as if the axis of the world had shifted toward that voice. That voice, which became a doorway full of light and strength, Nesta had reached a hand toward it. And that's referencing Cassian. Mm -hmm. But then she goes, and then there had been another male voice in her mind. And this one had been familiar as well and full of power. But it had been kind in a way she had never heard the voice be to her. And it had eased her from the black pit of the dream, leading her with a star-flecked hand back to the land of drifting clouds and rolling hills under a bright moon I just I appreciated that interaction between the two of them because yeah. it's like I feel like Reese was in such protection mode mm-hmm. and shut this down mode yeah and Nesta's never open no to Reese but like it had been a kind interaction and he, right. he had helped her and he could have been him. he could have been like very violent in like trying yeah. to stomp it down or like getting into her head and he was kind to her I know and she's recognizing it too she let him yeah you know help her and so I think 
like just looking back on her interactions with Reese, they're, I don't think they're ever going to be besties. Mm-hmm. But I I think their relationship is developing a little bit. Yeah. For the positive. I think so. Yeah. But Cassian's voice had been the one to oh. stop the terror. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet. And like we said, so he slept in her room all night just mm-hmm. to make sure she was okay. And I like that he asks her when she kind of wakes up, he asks if she wants to talk about it. And she just says no. And he's okay with that. Like, he just moves on to the next topic. Yeah. And I'm like, he's he's so good, such a good balance for her. Yeah. Because he knows, like, when to push her. Well, I feel like he did the same thing with Feyre yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Like, it was that thing with the training where oh, he was yeah. like, mm-hmm. do you want to work this out? And she would be like, I want to work it out. I don't want to talk it out. And he'd be like, good with me. Like, yeah. he's such a, he's always been, like, very good in that way. Mm-hmm. But I love this description of Cassian. It said, like, a knight guarding his lady. She couldn't stop the image, sprung from the pages of her childhood books, like a warrior prince with those tattoos and that muscle-bound chest. And I'm just like, no, I know. I love it. Um, and then we pivot to being at training. Yep. So she is with both Emery and Gwen because we have our trifecta of ladies that now train together. Mm-hmm. And what did you notice? Um, Nesta just kind of tells Emery that she had a bad dream mm-hmm. and confirms that she has them often. And then Gwen kind of chimes in saying, like, she does as well. And sometimes she needs a sleeping potion from a healer to knock mm-hmm. her out. It's like, that's terrible. It is. I just feel bad for Gwen. Yeah. Um, and then Nesta admits, she's like, I dreamed of the cauldron, what it did to me. And I'm just like, whoa, like, you admitted that first off. Like, that's huge. Um, But then it's, like, Gwen's admission and, like, Nesta's own. She said it didn't weigh them down. Nesta's head had cleared slightly, and somehow she had found she could push herself harder. Perhaps in voicing those truths, they'd given them wings and sent them soaring into the open sky above. That's beautiful. So sweet. It's like, yes, yes, talking about things, like, helps you move past it. But I love that she's doing it with her friends. Yeah. So. That's so sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then we change scenes again, mm-hmm. and we're with Cassian and Reese. Yeah. And Reese lets Cassian know that the baby has wings. Yeah. Now, at this point, they're not really saying what that means, but we're getting vibes that it's bad. Yeah. Apparently, like, Farah had shifted, I guess, like, while they were having sex, and it's a, and it's So now the baby has so wings. now the baby has wings. But they're basically, like... Reese is telling him, like, she's not allowed to shift right now because it could potentially harm the baby, so she has to stay as she is. Yeah. Um, but, like, Reese doesn't want Farrah knowing there's any kind of danger involved in this. And we're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. why? What's going on? It's like, like, no one says a word about this to Farrah. It's like, why are we having a secret? Right. We don't, we don't have secrets like this. No. So... Definitely lots of, like, question mark, question mark, question mark mm-hmm. moments here. Yeah. We just know that it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they start talking a little bit about, like, the impact of Feyre being pregnant and how right. people are going to start to find out, um, especially people like Tamlin. Yeah, which, like, it's not even something that I thought of until, no. like, As points it out, and you're like, oh, snap. Like, yeah. And it's not just... Because I think initially you're like, oh, like that's going to break him even more. But it's yeah. more or less like if like Tamlin finds out and is totally even more torn up about it, like he basically might just abandon his court and then yeah. Baron might move in or take over. Yeah. Like it's basically like he's not going to be in charge if he just kind of like downward spirals even more. Yeah. 
So. So as is being the kind of like level headed one right now, just mm-hmm. being like, we got to make sure we do this right. And so they're going to have a chat with Lucian. But you can just tell Reese is like scared based off of whatever's happening with Feyre, mm-hmm. frustrated, all the feelings. Yep. And so Cassian in good bro mode tells him, let's go get bloodied up. So they're going to go get the <laughs> Work bad out. juju out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of that chapter. Yep. You notice anything else? No, I just, I don't know. I'm like worried that I kind of feel bad for Lucian. Like the, yeah. the poor guy is always just like, he's a pawn for everybody else. He really is. And like, you know, the last time that he went over to the spring court, like he had come back and he was like bloodied and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, him and Tamlin aren't like on good terms and yet yeah. you want to send him back to be it's like, who else would they send? I don't know. Like there's no good answer, yeah. but I just, I feel bad for he's Lucian. So stuck in the middle, there. especially cause he's found his like band of exile friends. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So it's almost like he's moving on, but I also wonder like, does Lucian want to move on? Cause I feel like he misses his friendship with Tamlin. Yeah. So it's like maybe like him coming back and doing these things might like respark it. Or he can mm-hmm. at least maybe even like see Tamlin. Like maybe he would just like to see Tamlin, even yeah. if it's like a shitty experience. I don't know. But yeah. I do feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Um, okay. Chapter 31 summary is Nesta scries once more and gets a much more informative result. Yeah. What'd you notice? Nesta stepping up. Yes. Look at her. She's just doing the scrying without any hesitation, mm-hmm. but like, holy heck, um, the flames in her eyes and Cassian claims he's staring at death. Yikes. And it's like death with a capital D. It's, yep. it's almost, it's not just like, you know, death, it's death. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made any sense, but like, <laughs> No, death with a capital yeah. D makes sense. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, okay, so this chapter starts with Nesta at the dining table and Cassian coming in, and Cassian looks like he has been beat to smithereens. Yep. Um, and it's so funny because he's just kind of like, oh, Reese needed to like get it out of his system. And she goes, your idea of letting loose and mine appear to be very different. <laughs> and I can't help but agree. Yep. Um, let's see. So he also brings up what, why, you know, Reese needed to get that tension out. And it's that idea of, um, the wings. Yeah. Which I'm like, didn't Reese literally just tell you not to tell anyone? Yeah. And you like instantly just like no qualms, just tell Nesta what's going on. I was like, mm, I thought we well, had did better. did he say not to tell anyone or just no one tells Feyre? I think he said no one tells Feyre. Oh, I don't know. Either way. I Either just, way. I was like, it's very trusting of you to just like share all this information when you guys have all been secretive about information being kept from Nesta before. Yeah. So it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of gives that extra information as to why Reese is so freaked out. Right. And it's apparently like Illyrian females have like a pelvis in which they can give birth to winged babies, mm-hmm. but high faith females do not. Yeah. So she could basically die in childbirth. Yes. A high likelihood, not like a could it's very high likelihood. She will die yes. and the baby will die too. Yeah. Which like, okay, now I understand why Reese is freaking out. <laughs> I know, but also like you need to tell Farrah. Yeah. You can't keep that from her Ugh. as a currently pregnant woman. You cannot keep that from her. Yeah. Um, and like, I understand like why Reese isn't like, he doesn't want to freak her out, stress her out. And he's probably trying to find a solution yeah. before like he has to say, okay, this is what's going to happen. Like if right. you already have a solution to the problem, like that's what I would do. I feel like I'd be the one that would search for a solution until all my like resources have gone I out. Feel before you still have I... to tell them though, while you're searching for the solution, I don't it's, know. this is what's happening, but I'm looking. 
I know. When it's life and death like that. I know. It's just hard because it's your person. Yeah. I just also, I'm weighing like the pros and cons. And I'm like, okay. So rather than have her shift into an Illyrian female, mm-hmm. which is just risky. Yeah. We're going to let her keep going as is. I know. And that's die? my thing. I'm like, wouldn't it just be like, at least you have a chance. A chance. Versus like no chance. Right? That's what I thought too. I was like, I feel like I would shift. And at least try. Because it's better than right. being just like, no, you're dying. Right. <laughs> right? I agree. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Yeah. But Reese is going to go like talk to Miriam and Dracon and like Moore's mm-hmm. out there making like inquiries as much as she can without like yeah. exp- exposing like what's going on. Yeah. But, and like, he's also talking to the Don Court. Yeah. But Nessa is definitely worried, which i mean it's not surprising but it is surprising with how she's like treated farah and reacted yeah. to farah it's kind of she's definitely like well what about this option like what yeah. about this so like i appreciate that she's like showing her sisterly love yeah so agreed mm-hmm. we'll end this conversation just kind of i think spurs her into action yeah and so she's saying that tomorrow night she's gonna try scrying again mm-hmm. and that's a huge step yeah because i think for her she's like well if i don't do this like this baby's gonna come into the world where there's war and i don't want that and i'm like that's what a good aunt that is a good aunt so i appreciated that yeah um and then we pivot slightly and cassian asks her why haven't you sought me out and i was just like eek i love it i know (laughs) um what are you noticing with them they're just like bantering and she tells him that um like after he looks pretty again and tells herself that like she'll once she's finished crying like he's basically gonna be her reward she (laughs) says she will let him fuck me wherever you please in this house i love it it's like okay but i mean that's a i feel like if you're wanting this guy that is a good motivational reward for yourself very like no we are gonna figure this out i'm gonna do this yeah and then i get the goods i love it but i also just thought it was so funny she was like i have no interest in betting a male who looks like he's been in a tavern brawl. And Cassian's response is, we can dim the light. And I was just like, you too. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's their little deal right now. Mm-hmm. And we kind of fast forward to being at the, we're at the House of Wind now, right? Mm-hmm. No, not House of Wind, the River House. Yeah. Um, to do the scrying. Yeah. Oh, but a quick pause. I just wanted to say, like, I love that she tells Cassie, and I don't think the house would appreciate such filthy behavior, even if it's a romance reader as well. Oh, yeah. So That's good. a good quote. Mm-hmm. But now we're at the River House. Now we're at the River House. And now we're scrying again. Um, let's see. Anything in particular stand out for you in the, like, early conversation? Yeah. Like, okay, so Nessa goes there, and, like, Vera sees her, and she gives her a small nod mm-hmm. of greeting, and Nessa says she hated herself when Farah's eyes softened, hated the raw emotion there as Farah nodded back, smiling tentatively. It's like she's she's totally destroyed the relationship that even a nod of yeah. acknowledgement is like this huge thing for Farah to get from Nesta. And like that's just sad that it's like come down to that. Yeah. Um, really but is. yeah, and then Nesta kind of tells Reese that she won't say anything to Farah about the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, Which like. I'm sure he was, like, surprised that she even knew to begin with. Right. But, yeah. Um, but, again, I think their relationship is improving, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. 
So I do think it was interesting as Nesta like comes in here, how she's reacting to each individual person yeah. is super unique, right? Mm-hmm. So like with Feyre, she gives that like polite like smile and nod. Mm-hmm. Reese, she's, you know, again, polite with. But the second Amryn starts talking to her, mm-hmm. she's just like back to being bitchy Nesta. And I'm yeah. like, we are very much like. I know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's interesting how her reactions are so targeted person to person mm-hmm. versus just, like, a general attitude. Yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of – I think we kind of know why. She reflects back to, like, Amron's basically last words to her several mm-hmm. months ago, and it was, you have become a pathetic waste of life. Right. And I don't think Nesta's let that go yet. No. She can harbor resentment. This is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so let's see. So Nesta begins scrying. Yeah. And lets Cassian be her anchor, which I was like, what? It says Cassian's warmth seeped into her side, his wings rustling near her back. She let that warmth, that rustle anchor her. He had come to save her from the nightmare, had stayed with her while she slept, had guarded and fought for her. He would let no harm come to her now. Cassian's arm brushed hers and she let that anchor her too. a lifeline out. She took his hand with her free one and interlaced their fingers. Let the touch ground her. I was just like, whoa, like she's just look at that. I know. She's like, okay, he's been there for me. I'm just going to assume he's going to be there for me now. Like just takes his hand, like interlaces their fingers. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. It's literally so precious. Yeah. Um, So Nesta begins her scrying now that she's like comfortable, but she seems to go very deep. Mm -hmm. They're getting nervous. I think the room gets like really, really cold. Yeah. Um, Reese and Feyre are like, maybe I can like jump in and help her, but they can't get into her mind. Yeah. She's completely locked herself in with the cauldron and nobody can get in to help her. But it's basically like, okay, Nessa chose to lock herself in with the cauldron so that she could protect everybody else outside of her, which I'm like, that's so sweet. That is sweet. That is really sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What is this next? So everyone's kind of freaking out, right? They're like, we can't get in. How do we stop Nesta? And this is when Cassian, mm-hmm. beloved Cassian, steps up. Yep. He starts talking to her, starts telling her to, like, let – he says, let go of the stones and bones, and then you and I can play. Like, he's he's trying to, like, coax her in the way that he's always coaxed her. Yep. Basically starts making out with her. Yep. <laughs> which, I mean, heck, that can pull anyone out of mm-hmm. a trance, right? Yeah. And he eventually gets her to let go. Yeah. Well, so – as he's like right there with her like trying to get her to scry like her eyes become silver Mm -hmm. flames and he said death watched him this is a capital d death Mm -hmm. people this is not a lowercase d Mm -hmm. Um, death watched him but death had walked beside him every day of his life so cassian stroked his thumb along her palm and said hello nesta Mm. he's like not scared of her he's not scared of her i'm scared of her i know that is so sweet yeah, but so then his makeout session happens, and he's able to, like, get her to throw the bones and stones. Yeah. So she scries, and then she, like, comes out of it, and, you know, the warm room's up, and she, like, warms up as well. So. Yeah. Well, apparently, it's not just the room, like, warmed back up. So Reese, like, in their, like, brain talk, whatever, yeah. mind speak, um, he says, what the hell did you do to pull her out of that? And Cassian was like, just like the only thing I could think of, which yeah. was make out with her. Right. But then Reese says, you warmed the entire room. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, huh. Yeah. Was there like power on Cassian's side? I don't too? know. Like, are they together creating power? I don't know. It's a good question. 
I don't know. It's like, are they, like, do their powers work off of each other in mm-hmm. any way? I don't know. As she's death, maybe he's life. Maybe there's, like, parallels there. Yeah. I don't know. But very interesting. <laughs> I do think that's interesting. Um, Let's see. So the results of the scrying mm-hmm. are the Bog of Urid. Yeah. Which reminds me of, like, Viking words. <laughs> yeah. It made me think of, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That, too. <laughs> Um, but the Bog of Urid is essentially like in that middle area mm-hmm. that we like don't like to venture to, right. isn't run by any particular court. It's just mm-hmm. where monsters go to play. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. But it's also weirdly alive because I still remember when like Feyre was like, when Feyre killed Ianthe, that yep. whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. She was like running through the woods, but the woods were like helping her. And right. So I'm just like, well, this area is scary af yep of course <laughs> of course one of the dread tropes are there yes but anyway. um but so basically we find out it's in the bog but then fair is asking reese she's like is there like a more detailed map of the middle we could use to like mm. scry on to find like a more exact place and basically we learn like it's forbidden um to map the middle like beyond vague la- landmarks interesting it's so interesting and he says it was forbidden by an ancient council of the high lords the middle is a place where wild magic still dwells and thrives and feeds we respect it as its own entity and do not wish to provoke its wrath by revealing the mysteries okay like, all right i mean it's interesting that it's forbidden yeah though. It's not just like, oh, no one's done it because we're scared. It's right. Like, no, there's a full-on rule. Mm-hmm. I'm but. also like, what happens if you did map it? Like, who's going to find out? And, like, what would, what are they going to do from another court? Know. It's not like there's a high lord of everyone, you know? That's true. That you answer to. Mm. But anyways, that's side note. Side note. Very interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decide that they're going to go tomorrow. Yeah. And Cassian makes it clear that he's going with her. Boom. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that chapter. Yep. <laughs> chapter 32. This is when the yikes stickers start to come out. Yeah. As Cassian and Nesta begin their hunt for the mask in the middle. Mm. What'd you notice? We are headed back to the middle. The and middle. like this bog sounds 10 times worse than the <laughs> Weaver's house. So creepy. And like I I still have like nightmare <laughs> freakouts when I think about the Weaver's house with like the hair yes. and the greasy fire. Like, whoa, yeah. listeners, so, I wish you could always so see gross. Sarah's <laughs> body reaction when we bring up the Weaver's house. You like hunch over. It's, it's like cringy <laughs> to think about. Like, just the human hair gets me every time. Yeah. Uh, and the fat. I know, the fat is so gross. But yeah, this is like 10 times worse than that. So that's saying something because the Weaver's yes. house was bad. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so the start of this chapter, they're about to head out. Reese and Feyre are both in their typical selves, like, oh, we should go with you. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, just stay, stay. put. It's like, you're pregnant. He's protecting you. Just stay. Just stay. Um, but Cassie and Azriel and Nesta, all three of them are going to be going together. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so funny. Cassian says, you two aren't even parents yet, and your mother Henning has reached an unbearable level. <laughs> it's like, they are, like, they're warriors. Like, they can handle themselves. Right. They're gonna be okay. But they are mother hens. <laughs> but sure. they are mother hens. Um, I did think it was sad. So, like, Elaine doesn't come out to see Nesta off. Aww. But, it, like, Nesta's so rude on this one. She says, yeah. Elaine was like a dog, loyal to whatever master kept her fed and in comfort. It was that's so rude. Like I'm like sorry. no, Nesta. You hurt her feelings. Yes, like you were a total bitch to her. She's allowed to be mad at you. 
Like, she doesn't have to come out and say goodbye to you. You were terrible to her. Yeah. And you ignored her. Like, you never came to all the things that she was inviting you to. So why does she have to come out for you? Yeah. So I just thought that was a low blow. Yeah. It shows that it's, like, in some ways we keep seeing Nesta growing. But Mm -hmm. then you have these moments of, like, that side of her still peeking out. You're like, okay, there's still quite a lot of room to go here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's just, it was so rude. Yeah. So as winnows them away. Yes. Um, and I thought it was interesting. It said Nesta couldn't help clinging to Asriel, gleaning on some innate level that if she let go, she would tumble through this space between places and be lost forever. And like, okay, side note, pause theory. I'm like, <laughs> is this like showing that he can travel between worlds? Ooh. It's like some innate level. If she let go, she would tumble through this space between places and be lost forever. I was like, is that, that's why I'm like, could as like go between worlds? Like, is he going to take Bryce to hell? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was a good quote for that reference. Interesting. Okay. Um, speaking of as real quick, there was a sentence earlier that just, I thought was kind of fun. So as when Asriel kind of like shows up and in the way that he's confirming he's joining, Mm -hmm. um, it says that Nesta scowled and as offered her a slight smile. They could be allies. That smile seemed to say against Cassian's utter insanity. She found herself answering Asriel with a slight smile of her own. Mm-hmm. So I like this idea of the two of them finding a connection and being allies in and of themselves. Because yeah. I feel like it's very easy to pick up that Asriel is like protective over Elaine. And mm-hmm. so I think that's distanced himself from Nesta a yeah. bit. But now Cassian's almost like another connecting point. Yeah, they so, can both like work to protect Cassian. Yeah. I like that so too. So I, I like that like unity there. Yeah. So, yeah, so we get there, and it says, as shutters when they arrive, and the middle is, like, nothing Nesta has seen before in the water. I mean, but I'm just, like, for Azrael to shudder, like, yeah. for Azrael to be that nervous, scared, whatever you want to call it, that's saying something about how bad this place is. Yep. But, yeah, it's just, like, nothing she's seen before. Like, the water is completely black, which Whoa. I can't even, like, I'm just thinking of, like, tar, basically. Yeah. Like, this thick, substance stuff, like, not yep. water. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so they start talking about some of like the creatures that exist in this area. One that they bring up are the Kelpies. Mm-hmm. So it says one of the first true monsters of the fairies. Humans called them by other names. Water horses, Nixies. They were shapeshifters who dwelled in the lakes and rivers and lured unwitting people into their arms. And after they drowned them, they feasted. Only the entrails would make it back to shore. And apparently, like, they vanished hundreds of years before. You know, they're kind of like a myth now. But, like, the survivors, probably in the middle. So that's terrifying. Yep. That, that is a possible creature we will run into. I know. Um, let's see. What else are you noticing about the bog? Um, they do, like, a flyover. Mm-hmm. And they're basically just, like, keep your senses open. Yep. And. So while they're doing that flyover, I thought the description was so interesting. It says, islands of grass dotted the expanse, some so crowded with brambles that he could find no safe place to land, he being Cassian. The tangles of thorns were a mockery of what might have been, as if Urid had ever produced roses. Not a single flower bloomed. Vanessa mm-hmm. says, it's unbearable. Yeah. Well, and there's like, there's no like noise. There's no like birds or insects or mm-hmm. anything flying. So it just, I feel like it'd be ominous feeling being there. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of learn like what else is there in the middle. So there's like witches that drink young blood and their mm-hmm. thirst for magic and power has turned them into these wretched creatures. 
Um, We also learn that there's light singers, which Mm -hmm. are lovely ethereal beings that lure you, appearing as friendly faces when you're lost, only when you're in their warm, excuse me, when you're in their arms, will you see their true faces. And they aren't fair at all. That reminds me of like sirens. Yes. That's yeah. It says the horror of it is the last thing you see before they drown you in the bog. Mm. They kill not for sport. They kill for sport, not food. I'm like that Yikes. is terrifying. Yeah. I don't I don't really know if there's like I guess the witch would probably be my favorite of the three. Like if I had to encounter <laughs> a witch, a kelpie, or um You're like, I guess I'll take the witch. I think I'd pick the witch. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But Nesta asked, like, a very fair question of, like, why do we just let these creatures live here? Right. Um, and, you know, Cassian re-explains that, like, there's no no High Lord jurisdiction here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, well, no, will no one come rid the world of them? And he says, the middle is full of primal magic. It has its own rules and laws. Hunt the Kelpies or Lightsingers without provocation, and you might find yourself trapped here what that's so weird why is this land alive what is happening and like why why do we have to keep evil creatures i don't know it's a good question it's very bizarre but then they start sensing something Mm -hmm. and cassian looks over his shoulder and asriel has disappeared no i'm like no what's going on it's terrible chapter 33 yes all right summary cassian goes to help asriel leaving nesta worried and stuck in a tree her fear drives her to try to help them. Mm. What did you notice? I was like, what the heck is the Autumn Court doing in the bog? Right? Like, um, this should not be happening. No. And then Nesta, oh my gosh, like this creature that's about to attack you. I'm so afraid. I, I am freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I am so afraid. Uh, it, it, it is, it's terrifying. It's like you yeah. get that like, ah, as yeah. you're reading. I felt oh. like I was like in a horror movie all of a sudden. Right. Like, w- when we pull out the next creature battle bracket, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, beginning of this chapter, mm-hmm. Asriel's missing. But Cassian. See- oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, but we see, like, he's down, like, fighting. You see the, the um, oh, my God, what are they called? Siphons. Yeah. You see the siphons, that blue light yep. flying out. Yeah. So we know we got to go help Cass or help Asriel. Yeah. I was going to say, Cassian's just like screaming for him until he sees the. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine that like terror of losing your friend in this land that you. It's like you can't see anything. Yeah. You don't know what's there. That And of, of all people like Asriel, like he should be able to take care of himself. You shouldn't be scared for him. Yeah. But he is. And it's just. Mm. Yeah. So Cassian's like diving to look for him and he sees the blue siphons. But then it's like he instantly turns around and starts flying mm-hmm. like super hard the other way. And you're like, wait, what? Um, but basically he's telling Nessa, he's like, there was autumn court soldiers down there and two dozen, two dozen. Yeah. And they shot as with an ash arrow. Yep. Um, and Nessa's like, well then why are we flying away? Right. Like, <laughs> like that's a great question. Like, we should be helping him. Um, he says, because I'm not landing with you in the middle of that. She says, put me down, put me down wherever and go back to him. He says, I know what each second costs me, Nesta. She says, put me in a fucking tree then. <laughs> that exchange hurts. I know. Like, I love that Nesta is caring yes. about Asriel. And I hate that Cassian's like, I know what each second costs me. Oh, that hurts. Oh, it all hurts. I know. Um, so he does, he puts her in a tree, mm-hmm. tells her to stay put, he'll be back soon, and he goes to help Asriel. Yeah. Um, gets to Asriel, mm-hmm. 
badass moment. Oh my gosh. This is like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, I'm so excited. Like this is one of those moments. I'm yep. so excited for the TV show. Yep. Oh, you got like be- that epic music in the background yes. coming and he's just like, going and in silent. you die and you die and you die. But I, he just like, he tucks in his wings and he's like free falling in silence. So it's like, they won't hear him. And then it's like land and then attack, attack. Yep. Oh, epic. Epic. I totally picture TV show silence and then mm-hmm. boom. Like, yes. Mm. Mm, so mm, good mm, mm. so good sjm in case you need tips we've got you <laughs> yes i will sound direct this scene if needed all right so cassian is it says cassian killed and killed and did not stop so mm-hmm. he is protecting his boy asriel he is yeah. taking care of these autumn court soldiers yeah because as can't really fight because he was using his siphons basically to signal to cassian where yep. he was he really couldn't fight because his power is drained yep so it's all Cassian. All Cassian. And while he's crushing it, it, it's been a bit of time. Yes. And Nesta is starting to get concerned. My question is, like, okay, you're stuck up in a tree. You yep. know Cassian went to get Asriel. Yep. How long is an appropriate amount of time to wait? <sighs> like, to me, I'm thinking Nesta was up there for 10 minutes and she's like, no, it's been too long. Like, that's possible. It is possible. But what... What's an appropriate amount of time to like let him when he's like, stay here, I'll be back. You're like, okay, well, he's going to fight however many soldiers. Could that be an hour? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm also like, what could what can you do now? Right. It's like you told him to stick you in a tree because, you know, you're not capable of fighting yet and everything. So what what is running towards him going to do? Just to, like, see if he's still alive? I mean, granted, in her head, she's thinking, like, well, you know, back on the battle with Hyber. Yeah. And she's like, I was the one that defended him. And I yep. was able to help save them. So, like, maybe my powers can come up and I can help them again if they're in trouble. Yeah. I get that. But, like, it wasn't all of Hyburn's army. It's like you right. saw that there was, like, roughly two dozen people. Yep. I feel like it's safe to assume that you that he'd be okay but that's just me wondering like yeah. what is the appropriate amount of time i am curious how long she actually stayed up there because it doesn't I don't it doesn't say safe. but to me i'm like it's probably like five to ten minutes and she's like no this is too long i mean i don't blame her I like mean, if, it's hard and it probably felt like hours when you're yep. just sitting there like waiting and waiting exactly. and there's nothing like you don't see anything happening yeah so i get it yeah so she decides to climb out of the tree and go towards them mm-hmm and this was the worst decision she's ever made. <laughs> oh, my God. She's, like, climbing down the tree, like, limb by limb. And she's like, Cassian could be hurt and dying. To sit idle wasn't an option. Hmm. I love that. I do. But also, really, what are you going to do? But And so she starts hearing this voice in her head mm-hmm. that's telling her to run. It says, yeah. run and run and do not look back. The voice was female, gentle, wise, and serene. I'm also like... Who's that voice? I don't know. Because I don't think it's the cauldron because. No. The cauldron is a different voice. Yeah. But also this doesn't sound like Nesta talking to herself. No. This is a voice telling her. Who's this voice? I don't know. We're in the middle. So like all like expectations are off at this that's point. That's true. Is it like, <laughs> is it like the, the middle primal energy that's being like, hey girl, you probably want to run right now. Probably. <laughs> I would hope I so. Because it's like the middle helped Farah, So it's like, is the middle helping Nesta? Her? I don't know. Um, but instead she steps up to the water's edge like a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that voice is still tailing her to run. And yet she just looks into the water until finally her reflection changes. And instead of seeing her reflection... She sees a pair of night dark eyes looking back through the water. No! 
gosh. No, it's terrible. Literally terrifying. Literally the worst I've ever read in these books. Like I know we talked about like the boggy being creepy and the ator being scared. No. Seeing these like solid black eyes staring Uh, out of like this black tar water. No. No. So creepy. And it's like, I picture them almost like golem sized eyes. Like these massive. Yes. Big black eyes. And like, you don't see any other face. It's just like eyes. Yep. This creepy. We're going to get to this description. This description scares me so badly. Yeah. Um, Chapter three, four. Nesta encounters a Kelpie. Cassian and Asriel bind up their prisoners and then try to find Nesta. Let's dive in. WTF. I said, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, the Kelpie might be the most terrifying creature that, uh, that like, we've ever encountered. Yep. Oh. Literally the worst. Oh, and it's, like, coming out of the box. Oh, oh. I'm freaking oh. out. Yeah. Ta- absolutely. So, okay. We have, let's listen to this description. It was wider than bone and humanoid. Male, bit by bit, inch by inch, the head rose above the black water. Obsidian hair drifting in the water around the creature. So silken, it might as well have been the surface. Gross. Mm-hmm. First off, his black eyes were enormous. No eyes to be seen. His cheekbones so sharp they could have sliced the air. His nose was narrow and long like a blade. And water dripped from its tip over a mouth. A mouth. It was too large, that mouth. Sensuous lips, but too wide. Then his arms slid from the water. In stiff, jolting movements, they jerked onto the moss, white and thin, ending in fingers as long as her forearm, fingers that dug into the grass, revealing four joints and dagger-sharp nails. They cracked and popped as he stretched and dug them into the grass, grappling for purchase. This is the scariest thing. Like, for this thing to, like, come like crawling out of the bog towards you like i just and i and i totally would be in Nessa's page she's literally so terrified she can't move or speak and she actually pees herself in fear yes like, I, yes i yes. was like yeah i appropriate absolutely if that thing was coming at me done i'm done i would just be like we're absolutely not there's yep. a, nothing i can do i am dead yep um so yeah this creature is the worst and it's a kelpie so thanks for speaking that into existence cassian and asriel yeah because oh i don't know if we mentioned this they're like they're basically a legend like we don't really yeah. think kelpies aren't really real like we think they've been like banned exactly. out of existence or killed out of existence go figure okay yeah yeah there's one right here <laughs> thank you for that really appreciate that oh uh, but the the voice like the voice is still in her head like telling her to run and i'm just like like listen to the voice but she can't it says like nesta's legs had become distant numb she couldn't remember how to use them i know and it's weird because she like she actually thinks that the creature can hear the voice as well Mm. which i was like is it is it like in the air or is it like does this creature just speak to all minds like who is this voice Mm. i don't know thought that was interesting it's very interesting yeah and then finally it says um it says Pain ripped Nesta from her stupor, and she fought, fingers grabbing at the grass. It came free in clumps, as if it had no roots at all, as if the bog would do nothing to help her. The Kelpie towed her along as he slithered back into the frigid water and dragged her under the surface. Oh, my Just like, God. shit, no! Oh, it's terrifying! Ugh. It's a straight-up horror movie. It really is. And I don't watch scary movies, so, like, this no, is terrifying. No, ne- <laughs> neither of us do. We are not scary movie people. I, like, barely survive Stranger Things, yeah. let alone, ugh, no. Oh, so then we pivot. 
Pivot. Cassie and Az are okay. Thank goodness. Woo. They left two soldiers alive so mm-hmm. that they could try and like get information out of them. And one is like to corroborate that information. Yep. Um, and then Cassian remembers that he left Nesta alone in a tree. And yep. he just like takes off, launches back into the sky to go get her. And yeah. Az follows because he's like healing. Yep. Well, also though, I think it's interesting. Azriel says regarding those two prisoners, something is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, do, 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 uh, as the two soldiers simply stared at them with violence in their eyes. Violence, but no recognition or awareness that they were now at the mercy of the night court. So it's just like, what's going on with these soldiers? Right. Why are they the way they are? But to your point, it's like, we got to come back to this. Yeah. We got to go make sure Nesta's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we I don't know if we pointed out, like, the... I, we know they're autumn court soldiers, but these might be the ones that we think are lost. Yes. Yeah. That Eris is just like, they've disappeared. I have no re- mm-hmm. no idea where they are. So Well, so that's the question is like, are they lost? Were right. they on a separate mission? Why are they here? There's and why a are lot they acting of question like marks yeah. around them. Um, yeah. So he goes, Cassian is like, he gets back to the tree and tracks her scent to the edge of the bog and then screams her name because she's nowhere to be found. Because she's in the bog. She's in the bog. <laughs> oh my God. This okay. chapter. <laughs> Last oh. chapter. And it's a quick one, but it is scary. Yes. So, <clears throat> summary, Nesta fights to save herself from the Kelpie. What did you notice? I mean, she finds the mask and puts it on. And I'm like, you have no idea what could happen. No idea. And you just, uh, I mean. But, like, what? but look, she doesn't have any other options. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, terrifying. She's like about to drown. I and know. be tortured by the Kelpie. There's no good answer There's for this no one. There's no good answer. Um. So, at the beginning of this chapter, I think the description here is just really important to call out because yeah. she's under this water and she says, she had been here before. It was just like the cauldron being hurled into the icy dark. Huh. Hmm. Like, we talk about primal energy yeah. of the, the you know, the middle, mm-hmm. the cauldron. It's all connected. It's all connected. Like calls to like. Like calls to freaking like. Yeah. Anyway. So, Kelpie is, like, essentially just dragging her down, mm-hmm. and this whole thing is terrifying. Uh, like, she remembers, though, like, halfway through, like, her struggle mm-hmm. down that she needs to fight back. Right. Because um, she's like, I fought back against the cauldron, and I'm going to fight back now, which, like, right. good for her. P- pulling herself out of the terror a little bit. Yeah. So, she takes a dagger that she had in her leg, which, like, good for her for being armed. Yeah. Um, and she, like, goes to stab the creature. She's able to slice it to the bone, Oof. but... I feel like it makes no impact. It no. kind of, like, it just throws her down against the bottom of the bog. Yeah. He's kind of like, ow, what yeah. the heck? But then just, like, comes right back for her. Oh. And then, like, okay, this this grossed me out, like, so much. Like, the Kelpie kisses her. Ugh. But, like, not, oh, okay. It said, lips and teeth collided with her mouth, and she screamed as the Kelpie kissed her. His black tongue shoved into her mouth, tasting of foul meat. Gross. For, it reminds me, is it Spider-Man where there's like the, is it Venom who has like that long black Venom. creepy tongue? Yep. Look at that. That was a good call out. That but I feel like that's the tongue I'm thinking of. Yeah, like that's long, absolutely the bleh. tongue. Um, okay. Yeah. Screen Kelby kissed her, shoved the black tongue into his mouth. For a heartbeat, she wasn't beneath the water, but against a wood pile in the human lands. Tomas's hard mouth crushing into hers, his hands pawing at her, mm. which, oh, terrible. Yes. Dick. Um, Nesta struggled to pull her head free to her to free her mouth, but air filled her lungs as if the Kelpie had breathed it into her lungs, as if he wanted her alive a little longer to prolong her pain. What? I like, and I know like they yeah. talked about like the Kelpies like drowning, like bringing people to their death. Basically, yep. I didn't realize that they 
would keep them alive as like a plaything to torture them That's to terrible. then kill them. It's like no, if you're gonna drown me, just drown me. Just like <laughs> I don't Sarah's like be efficient. I know. Just kill me. <laughs> Do not like torture me under the water by doing God knows what to me. Like, but Ugh. that just sounds horrible. Ugh, it's terrible. Ugh. He's also just like like everything is like so gross. It's like his tongue wriggled like a worm against hers. Ugh, Ugh I hate this. I, I hate know. it all. Um, and also that pleading female voice is gone now. Yeah. She's not hearing anything. So I'm just like, where did that voice go? I mean, under all that water, I wouldn't assume she'd be able to hear it. I don't know. But she gets, okay, so she gets another breath from the Kelpie. Yep. Gross. And Ugh. then it starts like dragging her along the bottom of the bog. And Nesta yep. is like literally begging her power to come to the surface and help save her, which yeah. like I feel so bad because it's like, you know, you have all this power and it's not doing anything when you actually need it. Well, and I'm surprised because I feel like that like triggered emotion would yeah. pull it pull out the power. But nope. Nope. So as the Kelpie is the Kelpie, <laughs> the Kelpie is like dragging her. She sees something glowing ahead she mm -hmm. said golden and shining and she just starts reaching for it because i think at this point she's like she thought it was her power which yeah i like, thought was like power. weird that... yep i mean who knows yeah could be anything right mm -hmm. but it was not her power it was not her power it was a golden disc that she manages to grab and she like i think she feels the power she says nesta knew what it was as she gripped it tight like called to like power to power so in a way mm -hmm. it's kind of her power yeah connecting to this thing mm -hmm. but it says power lay in her hand death gripped her by the other what an image mm. what an image and then it says she knew what she had to do with the sort of clarity only pure desperation and terror could bring because it's like at this point you have no options she has no other options and so she slams the mask on her face Oh my gosh! And that's where we leave it. Oh. Cliffhanger. Oh, that is that is a cliffhanger. That is man. a cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers. Yeah, I am so scared. Yeah, because <laughs> it's what was, remind me. What was the power of the mask? The mask is is it um, controlling like the dead? The mask. I is, can't remember which one the mask was. The crown controls people. Crown controls people. Harp jumps between is like the the doors. Yeah. So the mask must be controlling the dead. Yeah, because so you could raise the armies, the dead that's armies. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so that's the power Nesta has just put on her face. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> TBD. TBD. <laughs> Best of luck. Oh, my goodness. And we are halfway through the season now. Yes, we are officially halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yes. Time flies. I know. Um. Next week, we're going to talk about chapters 36 through 39. And... It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything on this because I don't want to spoil it, but I'll say stuff to you later. It's going to be a good set of chapters. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Well, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.